Welcome to PD Podcast, where we talk to interesting people about interesting things going on in the Elyria schools. Now your host, Amy Higgins. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to PD Podcast. Here we are in studio on a cold, cold day. Morning, at least. It's supposed to get up to around 30. Yeah, I want to know, though, how does it go from 11 degrees this morning to 50 tomorrow is the projection. Yeah, it's wind. It's crazy. So it's going to blow in the warm air. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, here we are in February. Valentine's week. It was so much fun this week. We sent out Valentine's to our staff and celebrated the love here in Elyria schools. We played Valentine bingo. Played Valentine bingo. Sent out Valentine snacks. It was lots of fun. Kids were doing all kinds of fun things yesterday. Valentine's parties. Um, I saw one school actually did a pinata. That's pretty crazy. It wasn't... uh... (laughs) Who was the pinata of? <laughs> it was a dragon. <laughs> it was a dragon. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> they threw it over the side of the uh, second story of Northwood on a rope, and the kids went yeah. to town. Lots of candy fell from it. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, gosh, yeah. When, uh, what's his name? The, <laughs> I forget. The now Hispanic you're really, now you're really, uh, president, uh, uh, Pedro. Pedro for yeah, president. Yeah. And then they're, they have a pinata of the girl that's running against him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets in we didn't have any of that yesterday. <laughs> Nothing like that. It was all fun, fun and games. But here we are. We're in studio today. And we're so excited to have our esteemed superintendent, Ann Schloss, here with us today. Yay! Yay. <laughs> VIP. And I, I want it on the record. I did not win at uh, Valentine's Big. Go. <laughs> I heard you Neither in your office I. trying, though. I was missing. <laughs> You're like, come on, unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <cupcake. laughs> it was fun. You know, I, I do have to say that, um, you know, the Valentines, I, I received a few online that uh, Amy and Adrian and Mary took care of. And, and you know, um, in what's a very been a very difficult year, something like that, um, so small yet so meaningful. Yeah, And it was so nice to hear from some of my colleagues uh, about, you know, just appreciation, I think, was the tone yeah. of the Valentines. And um, very nice. Very, very nice. Thanks. I did call my sister this morning, though, because I sent her a Valentine. She's Uh-oh. a teacher at Westwood, and I did not get a thank you. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, she didn't send out any Valentine's, so it wasn't just you. <laughs> That's what she said. She said she's been playing mom too much this week. So Yeah, yeah. For those listening, we, we sent out some e-cards um, in the district just as kind of a pick-me-up uh, with our staff, and it was very well-received, lots of fun, and it was really great to uh, hear people saying nice things to each other and um, building them up and just uh, showing appreciation. So, but hey, we want to appreciate you, Anne. We're so excited. You just won um, wonderful recognition. And, you know, you're making a face at me because you don't want me to say it because I know how you love the attention, the spotlight on you. But we do want to shine the spotlight on you. You were recognized by Leadership Lorraine County. Uh, with the Difference Makers Award 2022. What an honor. It really was. Um, 
you know, to be recognized by your peers, I, I do have to give a shout out to um, Patty O'Brien, Julie Chase Moorfield, Cecilia Render for uh, being a part of that nomination. And those are three of our local foundations that we work with. Um, but just to know that they appreciate me and we appreciate them for everything they do. Um, but, you know, behind every leader is a team. And I will always say that uh, there's no way I could do any of this on my own. So uh, it, it's a shared award. Well, and I mean, you've had a lot of years in the district to build some amazing partnerships over 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. Uh, I But I do always say that I've been here for 50. Yeah. That's <laughs> because right. I came at age five and went to kindergarten over at Prospect. Yes, yes. And, and that's means so much. I mean, we, we kind of joke about it now, but the the connection that you have to the district just um, both personally and professionally is really profound. And your family uh, grew up here. So, you know, to live in the community and go to school here and then come back and serve in the capacity that you are for the uh, new families of Valeria is is really wonderful. You know, it's, um, it's always fun to see some of my former students come back as parents and now I think I might be getting into the grandparent level. Um, <laughs> say it isn't so. <laughs> say it isn't so. But, um, you know, that's it's so heartwarming because um, you can tell them I've been there, you know, and, and I get it. And we're, we're here to help you and wrap our arms around you and with a pioneer hug and say, what can we do? You know? Yeah, and, and really it is all about, um, it's so much more than just the education piece um, these days. You know, there was a time that um, school was school and home was home, but now there really is no separation anymore. Um, We're involved in many aspects of uh, the family connection, and we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? No, not at all. And, you know, I always say I have two families. I have my my work family and my home family, and, and that's truly, I would say, what most of our staff feels um, because they have been so, so um, much a part of their students' lives. Well, we, we have to like kind of veer a little bit onto where you said your, your home life because I cannot um, let this episode go without mentioning your new addition to your family at home, who is also a new addition to the Pioneer family, but talk a little bit about, we all know Sophie <laughs> and her magical eyelashes. Sophie uh, is a golden doodle, right? Correct, She's correct. a golden doodle. And she, um, if you have, if you're not familiar with Illyria Schools or Sophie, uh, first dog of Illyria Schools, you can find her on most of our social media sites. Um, she's a beautiful golden doodle with the most gentle personality. You would not even believe she's a dog. She really is just like a kind soul inside that dog. And she has these magical eyelashes. But Sophie has a new family member. Sophie's sister. She's actually Sophie's biological sister. It was the last litter of Sophie's parents. And we, we love Sophie so much, we thought we, we needed to make sure we got another one. And her name is Betty Rose. Oh, We stuck with the Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> Sophie. Oh, I didn't know that. But we did name her Betty a little bit as a tribute to Betty White, who was such a, an animal advocate. So instead of Rose, we went Betty Rose. And Betty is a puppy. She's four months old. Um, and the best thing about Betty is her energy. 
Um, <laughs> she's she's kind, but which means I, she's a little stinker, uh, huh? I forgot the toddler years. Yes, <laughs> uh, she toddlers. is a stinker, and I'm not sure Sophie's appreciating her as much <laughs> as she should. But they are becoming fast friends, and um, Betty's already been walking the halls of Northwood and Eastern Heights, and I've got to get her over to a few more schools because she's been asked for. But um, you know, it, it's really heartwarming to see the interaction between students and and animals and even on their worst day i remember a quote from um from manny scott you know even on their worst day you know there's hope and 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 uh, those little eyes you know the dog looking back at the children it's just it's precious and if that's their bright spot in the day i'm glad Betty could be there for it yeah especially a puppy oh Oh, yeah that's that's a whole nother story it is. And I mean, there really is something special between um, humans and, and animals, especially dogs. And um, we've had a few therapy dogs over the years in Elyria schools. And I know Marty and I have covered um, covered the impact that they've had in the schools. And some of the kids, um, that's really how they've opened up and even advanced their reading levels and everything else because they enjoyed reading to the dogs. And they would try, from what I uh, remember, one of the teachers saying is they tried even more advanced books to kind of like show off to the dog. And um, But really, it is special. And I'm glad you've gotten a chance to bring uh, Sophie and Betty Rose into the schools. We're looking forward to many more visits. All right. <laughs> so I didn't know Betty White's character was Betty. I just didn't remember, I guess. Well, her name was Rose on the show. Oh, okay, Betty. Okay, gotcha. So, so we, we kind of did the double tribute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. BR. She looked a little more Murr. like a Betty than a Rose to us. She's yeah. a little spunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like your story about how she cuddles up to you and then instantly, like, launches a, like, attack without you yes. know, yes. expecting yeah. it. <laughs> If I'm walking around the district and have a, a few scabs on my nose, those yeah. are those are Betty those scabs. Those are nibble, lo- love nibbles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, it is fun to talk about being back in the schools. You know, life is returning a little bit more to normalcy in the schools, which is so wonderful to see. Um, you know, we've seen uh, things that we haven't seen in a couple years with uh, students collaborating and um, programs going on again, and, and just talk a little bit about what that means to us here. Uh, it means so much, you know, the, having the students away or here in, in a very hybrid sort of way was tough for everyone. I mean, the, the staff was missing the interaction, the students were missing the interaction, and I'm sure parents, as we heard, were not used to being <laughs> the teachers at home, were glad for the lack of interaction when they came back, but... Um, I just know that, um, and I've said this so many times, students learn more and differently when they're in front of their, their teachers. And, and I wholeheartedly believe that's the best place for them. Um, so, you know, we're, we continue to, to embrace the new normalcy, as we call it, the new normal. Um, and, and, you know, we're able to use the buildings the way they should be used with the collaborative nature, 21st century skills. You see a lot of students working together. There are a few things we're working out. We have um, more students at some buildings than we had anticipated. So now that 
um, we're looking at that. There will be some change boundaries coming up for the next school year. But um, everyone's just really excited to be back. Uh, you know, we added staff to help with the transition. We added um, social, emotional, mental health um, uh, practitioners to our staff so that they could help with the transition. I don't think we really knew the effect it could have not only on families and students, but also on staff with everything that's gone on during the pandemic. So I feel we have resources. We're still feeling our way through the new normal, um, you know, trying to um, understand the new behaviors that we're seeing, working with local agencies. But all in all, it's so great to be back full time and to see those those smiling faces every day. Yeah, and I, I want to talk some more about um, the supports that we have in place here in a few minutes, but um, let's talk a little bit about the building project because it has consumed so much of our lives for the last almost five years. And, um, you know, we hit a major milestone this year um, with the completion of the last two campuses, the, the new campuses. But bring us up to speed on where we're at with the building project. Sure, sure. As uh, I'll go back to the beginning just for a second. Phase one, as we called it, was Ely, Hamilton, and the Northwood campus. So they're in their second year already. That's amazing. Phase two, Eastern Heights campus, Westwood campus. Eastern Heights opened in August. The Westwood campus opened January 3rd. And uh, now that all five of the buildings, now understand when anyone builds, you know, you have what we call a punch list. So there are still, you know, um, landscaping issues that we're working on, um, uh, some finishing touches that we could still do school, so to speak, and work on those. We added a little bit to our building uh, project in the, um, we are moving our pre-K building from the old Deliria West, we called it Kindergarten Village for so many years, over to the old Crestwood. So we are refurbishing Crestwood, renovating it. It'll look brand new, um, putting in HVAC, HVAC, and we were allowed to do some of the work through the ESSER funds, the CARES Act funding, which was kind of a gift um, for us. So we're, we're going to have our 350 little preschoolers running around that building come August. And then the other portion of the old Westwood um, that's not being used for the fine arts wing of the new Westwood campus in middle school will be the Board of Education office. There's also, um, with expansion in mind, eight classrooms we're renovating in the old Westwood because this is the side of town that seems to be growing. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of building going on out on the west side, um, especially out by Fowl Road. I think over 200 new homes. So we wanted to make sure we had room for growth, and um, that should all be done come September. And um, uh, I know we're also looking at uh, finalizing a few other things around the district. But, boy, what what pride the community should have in all of this because without them, we would never have been able to do this. You know, the state came in and paid 67% of this project, but our wonderful community threw in the other 33% in a bond issue back in 2015. So um, can't say enough 
about that. Um, you know, we financially are are in good shape. We have not asked our voters for new money for for about twelve years mm-hmm. now. And I don't. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a district that has used their money um, so efficiently over that long of a time span. Um, I know we have a few renewals coming up down the road in twenty three and twenty four, but um, right now we're in we're in a good place, and we've used our ESSER funds uh, the way they needed to be used to not only help students and um, to fill that gap during the pandemic. Um, but also to help the district uh, move forward with their facilities. I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the ESSER funds. I wanted to talk a little bit more specifically about that too, and I'm, I'm glad you made the connection to the facilities piece because in addition to being able to um, renovate spaces, um, we've been able to improve air quality and that kind of thing, um, which has been a key focus during the pandemic in some of these older sites and, and whatnot. Would you agree? Absolutely. All buildings will have air conditioning now, which and, and air conditioning units that have the best filtering system for viruses. Um, and we are in, able to do that, um, you know, with some of the ESSER money in some of the older buildings. But... The nice tie-in is that, um, you know, we've used a lot of the money for doing exactly what it was meant to do, and that is helping students um, gain anything that, and I don't like to call it a learning loss because you don't lose something you never had. And um, there are gaps because students were in crisis mode, families were in crisis, and they were or were not coming to school regularly during the pandemic. So we, we want to fill those gaps in for them through tutoring, through buying new curriculum that has an online component so they can work on it at home as well, buying the technology. Um, all of our students now take their Chromebooks home and still interact through Google Meets and Google um, Classrooms with their teachers. We, you know, what we learned over the time of the pandemic, we're some of those best practices we're keeping because they really added to what we provide in the Elyria City Schools. Um, we like to think of ourselves as progressive in, in that way. Um, but, you know, we've had the after-school tutoring. We've had the summer camps, the summer enrichment. Um, we've been able to hire extra teachers, um, a lot of extra teachers, to help support students' learning. We've hired uh, mental health practitioners, We've hired nurses during this time. Um, we'd love to hire more. We um, um, classified parapros, student attendants. Um, if we could find more to hire, <laughs> we have a lot of openings. That um, please go to O'LearySchools.org and look if you'd like to become a part of the the Pioneer team. But you know the ESSER money really has helped us look at the district and fill in the needs, um, and also. Uh, a part of it to make it a safer place to be day in and day out. Yeah, and <clears throat> the social-emotional piece is huge. Um, I know you've you've um, put a lot of care and thought into uh, that piece with our social workers, uh, psychologists, nurses, health aides, and um, even for the physical facility piece, our school resource officers, which is another component 
um, that you'll see now on our new campuses and, of course, at Elyria High School. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's so important in talking to the new chief, Palco, and Chief Prinesti, and working together with, with the leadership of the city of Elyria um, to make sure we're meeting the needs both inside the school setting and outside the school setting. But having the school resource officers, we have uh, Officer Figula, who is at Elyria High every day. He's becoming a part of that team. He's getting to know the students, the families, to be that resource if he can help. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the way it should be. You know, it's a relationship building. And then we have um, Jake, um, Jake Weber, Another officer is heading up the Northwood and Eastern Heights campus, and there's about 10 police officers that that visit there. And they walk the halls. They play games with them in the lunchroom. They talk to them. Um, Even Betty found her favorite SRO one day and took a (laughs) snapshot. (laughs) He couldn't resist. But um, And then out on the West Campus, we're going to be working with the Sheriff's Department. So it's, it's a great partnership. I can't say enough about our partnership with them. Um, we had the the firemen over at uh, one of the schools and Chief Pernesti in a third grade classroom talking to kids um, and showing them the big trucks and everything. And it's just nice that we can work together for what, you know, our students need um, and a lot of our families need. We've had families that come up just to talk to them. So wonderful partnership. But a lot of this is through grants, you know, the Title IV grant, um, with safety, some of the safety grants you, Amy, have written. Um, also, um, the resources we've gotten from the ESSER fund. Yeah, it, it really is nice to have these partnerships and, and have their comfort um, with coming into the schools and, and our comfort in welcoming them and um, having them, as you said, participate with the kids in um, reading books in the classroom and playing games in the um lunchrooms and and all of that leads to um, the relationships that are built and so that if there is an issue uh, that comes up those children feel comfortable going to the adults in the building and um, particularly our uh, resource officers if if that should come up. I think uh, boy I can't remember but I believe it was November December we had that press conference. Yes we did. About making sure that our students and families know, please, if you see it, say, say it. If you hear it, say it. And we've been very fortunate that has happened in some of the not so, um, you know, pleasant things that have had have happened throughout the year, um, whether it be threats, you know, or or just violence, mm-hmm. you know, some of the violence. But um, you know, we've worked through a lot of that. We have had some some assemblies with the students on exactly what that is and what the consequences would be, and that seems to have helped quite a bit. Um, We also have, um, through a NORD grant coming up in February, March, and April, or is it, yeah, I think three months, one a month, parent nights, um, talking about monitoring your child's social media and um, local agencies here. We also are going to have daycare so that they can bring their child, if you know, and participate if they don't have a babysitter. So those those should be coming out. Those invitations very soon. But that's through a Nord Center grant, um, and lots of good things happening. 
But I, I think the message that really hits home is that if you need something, call us. Yeah. We're here to help. Yeah, and <clears throat> parents, if you're listening and you're wondering about these assemblies, we'll have this information on our website very soon, also on social media. But um, we are inviting in uh, a recognized um, psychologist uh, who's able to provide a lot of resources for parents and some guidance on ways to interact with your kids, what to look for, risk factors, all that kind of stuff. Um, So watch for that information coming soon at illyriaschools.org. And you mentioned air conditioning in our new buildings. And my, oh my, what a change that is. But that also kind of brings forward the idea that, um, you know, our school year, our calendar year is a little impacted um, by the fact that we now have air conditioning. Um, We can start a little earlier, right? We are. uh, There were two factors going into the starting after Labor Day, one being the construction project, but the other being just the the depth of the heat (laughs) in August. Um, so, So now we won't have any buildings that don't have um, cooling, mm-hmm. air conditioning. So the heat days are, are done. Yeah. <laughs> Students, I'm sorry. You <laughs> still have snow days yes, to look forward yes. to. <laughs> I have several students that monitor my Twitter quite yes. frequently. Um, <laughs> Which is, uh, by the way, Schloss Ann at Twitter, right? <laughs> yes, so if yes. anybody wants to follow yes. along. It, it's a, it's fun. that You know, a lot of the high schoolers like to uh, talk to me about snow days. And, yeah. and um, I have one weatherman, John, yeah. who helps me daily. But um, yes, what, you know, one thing we know, and and I can say this, my first year of teaching was on the third floor of Jefferson with windows on both sides. And I think my thermostat stopped at 110. That is definitely not a condition to teach or learn in. So, um, you know, the more barriers we take away, the better environment for for our kiddos. And definitely now we have the the air conditioning and and heat is different too. You know, even though, you know, we've always had the heat, it's not the kind of heat that they they um, have now. You know, with the new systems, I can you know usually you hear the you can hear when the heat's coming yes. in the old buildings. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like someone's in there tinkering with the machine. Yes, um, but yeah. So across the board, a better learning environment. And we just recently, um, the board approved the new school calendar Yes, for the new school year, which we'll post to IllyriaSchools.org. Um, but we have an August start. I believe it's uh, the first day for students is August 23rd. Um, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure. But then we end, I think, by June 1st, which, um, you know, it's nice for those students that want to get summer jobs. Um, and it's also nice for those parents that want to take June vacations. Um, we, like this year, are going through mid-June, so yeah, um, that's tough. It does make a big difference on the back end. Um, and on the front end, it's really only a One week or so. <laughs> a week or so ahead of when we would normally be starting. But um, So parents, make your plans. Uh, make sure you check out our school calendar so that you can make your summer plans appropriately this year and next. Um, you know, this time of year, it's hard to think about summer already. I mean, my goodness, it's 11 degrees this morning and we're talking summer and air conditioning. But it is time to start planning for enrollment in Elyria schools next year, right? 
Absolutely. I believe there's an event coming up in March. Yes, yes, um, March 12th. March 12th, registration for kindergarten and preschool. Yes. But if, you know, right now, anyone who wants to register for next year, it's a, a pretty sim- seamless process online. Yes, please, um, online. We're really promoting online because yes. it's a very quick and easy uh, you can take care of everything online or at least get yourself started. Absolutely. And boy, I, I can't think of a, a better gift to give your children than to uh, sign them up to be a pioneer. It's a wonderful place to be. It is. And, you know, there's so many advantages to enrolling early in preschool and kindergarten. You get your place reserved. Um, and then how important is it, Anne, to prepare your kids for the idea that they're starting school in the fall? Extremely important. I know on that event day, there's even a packet of books and ideas that they can use to prepare their child. It's a scary thought. I think our parents have a harder time <laughs> than the, than this, the five-year-olds. Yes. Um, we do have, you know, some that get emotional, and and we have to. Tell I was them, one of those. Yes, <laughs> still do. Amy, you cannot walk your child down, and it's Christmas. But that's only fifth grade. <laughs> I still have to. Aren't some of them uh, actually four-year-olds for preschoolers? Uh, preschoolers are three and four. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have some three-year-olds. Absolutely, and and they start a little bit later into September, the preschoolers, and but it, it's important to get them um, in their educational journey, the right start. Uh, And I know we have plenty of people there that day that will help them. Um, I know that uh, we always gave out, when I was in academic services, I think it was the kissing hand, and then your first day of kindergarten book or some, I'm not sure if they still give those two out, but I know there's things to prepare them and, and start getting them into the groove, so to speak. They really yes. learn a lot, the oh, preschoolers. Sure I was really amazed sitting in on a class and how far they are with, like, ABCs and yeah. um, even, you know, like, uh, sight words and stuff. Absolutely. I've seen them, and they're, like, right on it, too. Yeah, a lot of the things, <laughs> this came years and years ago, but the things that when we were young were in kindergarten are now in preschool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, developmentally, I'm not sure that's, you know, always the best thing. But I, you know, I think that there are a lot of students that are capable at those ages and some that take a little bit longer to develop. But that's something the teachers work on and with the parents. And they're just so much more advanced with their ability to maneuver technology. Yeah, they're smarter than the adults in that area. They are, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 they just are amazing, to, to Marty's point. There's no naps in preschool or kindergarten anymore. <laughs> I think it should be in our work day. I think it's just yeah, quiet. We're pretty, quiet time We uh, <laughs> bottom out around 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, kindergarten, I didn't want to, you know, I just sat there with my eyes open. Yeah. Look to see whatever. <laughs> Some of the kids are just, <laughs> they're yeah. just out. Yeah. And me, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait till this is over. I know. It's like every, it's like I'm left alone. Yeah. 
you know, awake, just waiting. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's now not why the can't case. we flip flop? Like you said, you know, yeah. siesta during the day for the employees. Yeah, I know. Sort of well. like the Italians do. Keep trying, Marty. Keep trying. <laughs> the two hour lunch. I'm getting every pizza. hour out of you. That's what coffee is for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so just as a, a little recap there, parents, uh, families, save the date, please, for March 12th. Uh, our registration fair kicks off at 9.30 a.m. until noon, and we're hosting it at Ely Elementary School, which is awesome because it's one of our brand new schools, and when you arrive, you'll be able to um, register if you haven't already online. Uh, you might want to complete the process in person if you have questions or you need to bring some documents or whatever the case may be. Um, to register, please be aware you need to bring your child's birth certificate, immunization records, um, proof of residency in Elyria, which could be a rental agreement or a utility bill or something of that nature. And if you have any um, custody papers that are required, you would need to do that as well. But again, that's March 12th. 9.30 to noon at Ely Elementary School. Your little kiddos are going to get a brand new, new Pioneer t-shirt. And um, we're going to be there too to allow you to take a walk around the building and check out one of the new schools. So um, we hope to see you there. Again, you can register online at elyriaschools.org. And you mentioned that we are hiring in Elyria Schools, all positions really. Really, yes, and there will be teacher openings as well, um, but lots of classified positions open right now, so please go to elyriaschools.org under jobs and uh, check us out. We'd love to have you. Yeah, you know, we also um, we have uh, partner services, too, that are, that are hiring. Um, our bus garage uh, is always looking for drivers. Um, our food service department is always looking for servers and uh, lunch monitors and cashiers and um, chefs in the kitchen and um, just a lot of great opportunities here in Elyria Schools. And we talked a little bit about um, supporting our students um, with uh, just uh, day-to-day learning um, resources and summer resources and, of course, social-emotional. But let's talk a little bit about supporting our staff, too. We partnered this year with um, a really fun individual, Jack Berkmeyer. We did. He's great. In fact, he was just here. So talk about who he is. Uh, You may want to Google him after this, probably. But what's his story, and why is he here? Well... We, we decided to bring him to talk to our staff the first day, opening day. And we bought the staff the book about optimism. We thought there's no better theme in what we're coming out of is to be optimistic every day for the kids. And he spent 90 minutes, and, and I have to say this because it, it just warms my heart, making us laugh, making us cry, doing everything he could to start on, you know, a positive side, positive note. But through that, really, he, he was making fun of how we are as teachers and <laughs> bus drivers, and and it, it was so um, heartwarming. And we asked him if he could work, and he's going to be here for several years, with our middle school and high school teaming projects. Um, and he worked with the high school in January. He's coming back in May. 
And next year he'll be working with not only the ninth grade teams, but also teams from the middle schools. And basically it's about, you know, best practices and teaming, building those relation, positive relationships. And he uses humor to do that. And it's just wonderful. Um, he's just a very unique individual that dedicates his entire life to this. And uh, we couldn't be more thrilled. The teachers love him. I got several emails from some high school teachers saying in their 15, 20 years, it was the most meaningful couple days they've ever had. We know that transfers down to the students, and that's why it's so important. So he'll be back. He's actually coming on June 16th and 17th because this is very unique, but we're so excited we were given a grant um, and were able to bring him in every single um, employee, um, teacher, and there any instructional employee, I'll put it that way, can go to the two-day conference on June 16th and 17th called Nuts and Bolts. And there's 13 jacks, so to speak, <laughs> um, that are there uh, just working on best practices, talking to teachers, professionally developing teachers, and uh, one of his colleagues is also going to be doing our opening keynote for next year. So we're going to continue working with him and uh, keeping that optimistic feel um, in the Elyria schools. And he's just wonderful to work with. And I think it's important to find someone who really meets the needs of everyone, and, and I would say Jack does. And he loves coming here. He he told us he wore our heart shirt that we had yes. this year on optimism. And he said, I've never done that before. I always say no, but I just had to have that shirt <laughs> because it really defined what he's trying to do. So hashtag optimism. Yes. You know, um, hashtag pioneers choose optimism. And uh, he loved it. And, and I think uh, his work will continue to help. Yeah, he, he really was so much fun. I know um, we got to enjoy it as well as the, the staff on opening day. And he's a teacher. Yes, um, middle he, school. He was a middle school teacher. She had a lot of fun stories to tell about yes. that. And, um, you know, those um, in between years when things can um, be a little bit tougher and um, you're getting used to a lot of changes physically, but also, you know, just emotionally. And, and it was a lot of fun to hear his stories of um, being a teacher at that time. Um, so thank you for bringing him here from the staff. It's been a lot of fun. Great year for it. Opting for optimism, um, trying to get in the right frame of mind. And, and so importantly, filter that down into the classroom. And, um, you know, I think students probably feed off of what they feel from their um, adults around them. Um, so it's important. Very important work. Students are very keen to what they see and what they hear, and that's something we always have to remember. I can remember a, a previous speaker saying it just took one, just one adult that they're around to let them know they can do it. And that, and that resonated with Jack's speech as well. You know, it, we have to be there for them. We have to care about them. We have to, to want to help them in their journey. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, <clears throat> this has been fun. What else do we want to talk about? One more thing. Yeah. I do want to mention, uh, we have to pick a date, but coming up this spring, we'll be having a citywide open house Yes, for all the yes. new buildings. We've never gotten to show the community what they did for us. And I think what we're going to do is pick a Saturday where the buildings are open a good majority of the day and anyone in the community can come in and tour the buildings. We will let you know when this is happening, but probably wait for warmer months is my guess it would be May. Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. We'll have a lot of fun things to look forward to at each yes. of the sites, tour guides around to take you to the different parts of the buildings, and um, you can just make a day of it. Yes, absolutely. Maybe we'll even have pink cookies. And hot dogs and, and pioneer hot dogs. dogs, yes. And uh, I hear that Miss Barwatts has a hot dog costume she can even wear she does she does <laughs> i might have seen that on twitter yeah we'll just have to get her on a rotation schedule and put her make her part of the program another, pictures with <laughs> with yeah. the hot dog <laughs> you know i do want to mention another neat thing we're we're entering into i just met on friday with the superintendents and high school and middle school principals from the southwest conference yes and you know, with the struggles that everyone's going through over the past year or two, we've noticed some of the behaviors of students shifting. And we're going to have, we're calling it some type of a leadership summit. Um, we're going to be using the, the college as the setting and students and staff and coaches and, and club leaders, we're going to pick from each of the eight districts and bring them out to meet each other. We're new to the district, so it's it's really going to be great for us because we don't know a lot of the, the coaches, the staff, um, and the students. So we're looking forward to that, to build some camaraderie, some sportsmanship, so that when we go to the games or when we go to clubs or any outing at each other's schools, they know that the students, they, they can say hi and um, really be appropriate. For anybody who's listening and maybe isn't aware of what the SWC is, what are we talking about? We're talking about our athletic conference, conference but right. explain a little bit about the history of, you know, sure. where we were and where we are now. So we were in another, um, the Greater Cleveland uh, Conference, which took us way out to Mentor and Solon and, uh, you know, far away. We've been trying for years and finally it happened this year to get into the Southwest Conference. Because it's local. I think the furthest away is Olmstead Falls. So it's very nice for the students to be able to compete against other children that they may see around town, so to speak, or in summer leagues or club leagues. So that it's, it's important for us that they get to know each other and where they come from, you know, what, what their school's all about, and get to see you know, how the other teams live, so to speak. Um, and, and I think that's that's really important, really important. Um, you know, we've we've all experienced the, you know, the the games where maybe our, our students didn't behave the way we wanted them to, and that was brought up in these meetings across the board. And um, mainly it's just because they want to root on their team, but we we want to show them that, you know, what it means to be, 
uh, to have good sportsmanship qualities is that you support and you clap and, you know, this might not be our night, but it's their night. So let's support them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, rivalries, uh, local rivalries are um, a wonderful thing. They are. And um, for many, many years here in Elyria, we've had um, great connections with uh, other teams that are that are um, just a couple cities away or a city away. And um, those are lasting memories. And it's so nice to have us back into a local um, competition setting. And, and, and we have this beautiful stadium to show off. We do. <laughs> I, I have to say, might be the nicest in the SWC. Yeah, people are. <laughs> I have to be appropriate now. <laughs> yeah. But yes, and you know, they've welcomed us wholeheartedly. And I really appreciate that as do, do all of us. And, and we want to make sure that uh, everyone competes with the intent that it's meant to be so yeah um well look forward to that we've got our our winter sports still um in process for spring now yeah Yeah, spring coming that's exciting we love when we see the lady pioneers out here we know warmer weather is on its way (laughs) they're already practicing in the gym i know um but uh you know i i don't want to close the show without mentioning a really important thing that is now probably gosh in its fourth year um we have many many partnerships um that you know probably too many to even mention one on the show but this is a unique partnership uh, that we have with second harvest uh food bank um, it, we're in our fourth year, I think, or at least starting our fourth year of um, partnering with them on the mobile food pantry. Ian, talk a bit about that. You're on the board there, but um, it's it's been really fantastic. It really has, and can't say enough about Julie and her team out there. Um, but but more so, you know, we started in the buildings, and then when the pandemic came along, we started twice a month out at the stadium. And now we're down to once a month based on need um, because they have them around town at other places. Uh, we service anywhere between three and 500. It's usually the first Monday of the month, but it's always on our website. But uh, it, it's just a great partnership. We see the same people. They've gotten to know us. Um, they actually, um, you know, tell us how much we mean to them. And, the thing I'm most proud of with our partnership with Second Harvest is the fact that every single time it's our employees working it. No other volunteers, very seldom. And that means so much because it just shows how much our staff cares about um, our community and our students and their families. And um, I have to say that that is unique because not every site has that buy-in and uh, that's kudos to our staff they always step up and come out and I will tell you the last couple times have not been so pleasant (laughs) because it's been quite chilly yes but um uh, they don't care they know what it means to the families and they're there for it 
So yeah, it it really is a wonderful experience for the volunteers and and also for those coming through the pantry. We host that out at Ely Stadium, as Ann said. There's a schedule that you can follow on our website. But really, if you go to Second Harvest of North Central Ohio website, you'll actually find their full schedule. Um, they do pantries at Illyria, of course, once a month, but they do them all month long at various sites locally. Um, so if you are in need, uh, you can find what you need on their website. Um, but it's been such an impactful uh, relationships. A lot of the same people, um, workers are there on a regular basis, and um, the families appreciate that. They, we get to form new relationships, and it's um, always fun to see f- um, faces and say hello. And, um, but uh, just a, a great um, partnership with Second Harvest. So check us out. We have a brand-new website, so please get on there. We're working hard to put lots of content at IllyriaSchools.org, lots of new information up there, lots of links to all of our social media sites, to our partners, um, to a lot of the work that we're doing in Illyria Schools. Um, So please check us out. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Flickr, uh, IllyriaSchools.org, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify. (laughs) We're everywhere. So check us out. And thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. Amy, do a great job. I, I do have to say this since you said something about me going to get back at you. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have a communications team that also wins numerous awards and um, really promotes us in such a positive way and takes care of us. So thank both of you for getting out there and showing us what we do. Um, every day in the you know Pioneer um, community and it really helps for the community to see what goes on day to day in the schools. And I'll tell you what, it, that little jingle that plays before every YouTube thing (laughs) in my house, every time it plays, they're like, what are you looking watching now? And I'm like, I'm watching the kids. So it's become kind of a, a a normal jingle in my house. So love it. Thanks. Yeah. Marty, that's Marty. He's the jingle guy, the button guy. Cameraman extraordinaire. I just picked it off a list of music. <laughs> Give yourself it, more credit. But it's you a, composed it that piece. Catchy, I know you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're not on social media and you don't go online very much, you can still find us on Spectrum Cable and Channel 1022. You have to go up the dial, yeah. but you will find us. Lots of programming on there as well. Check us out. Can't wait to see you. Thanks for joining us on PD Podcast today. And thanks, Superintendent Schloss. Congratulations, Difference Maker. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you. Ann.